for those just starting out, to those who built their reputation. In the detail industry, navigating the course is a daily grind. This is Play by Play, with industry professionals tackling topics and offering tips to help improve your game plan. Now, here's your Play by Play. All right, what's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in. Of course, I got my boy Ryan. What up? We're gonna kill this show today, and we do have a banger of a show. We got Chris Griner with Detail Specialties uh, coming all the way from Havasu, Arizona. That's right. And uh, better stick around today because it's gonna be a great show. Yes, sir, man. That Chris is just absolutely killing it. I want to hear about this two short uh, concert that he threw just a few weeks ago. Uh, you say the word too short way too white, by the way, right? Uh, <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Too I'm short. sorry. Too short. Too yeah. short. I'll mess it up. Too. Well, you, you said have a suit wrong. So <laughs> <I don't, yeah. laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. This show's already starting out great. So anyway, so too short going to be a concert. <laughs> yeah. It looked epic, man. It looks like so it much fun. It he did. puts on this, um, this thing called Desert Storm in uh-huh. uh, Lake Havasu. And, man, I tell you what. We got to get out there next year for sure. Oh, I'd love to. I'd love to. I've seen some of the live videos on Facebook. Um, uh, I think Nathan Warren went up, yeah, he did. and was that they were hanging out and do the boats that were coming through were just absolutely unbelievable. You know, we think uh, we think we you know have fun at like Graving Island or Robinson Island and see the boats coming through, but dude, these are they, they're like. They don't. Uh, they they pull out all the stops with these boats, man. Oh, those are those are play boats. You know, you, you right. got your center consoles. People are out there doing work, fishing and whatnot. Dude, these guys are out here just look at that. Oh man, there it is. Yeah, look, check that out. It's, it's unbelievable. Man. And you know, a lot of these boats are just bought just to do a couple of these things a year, right? Yeah, he said they'll use them for like a year sometimes, and then they'll end up reselling them. That's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. So, uh, did you talk about Hacker Hack? Uh, well, no, sir. So, in addition to having Chris Griner on the show, uh-huh. we've got a great hack for you. And what we're going to be doing is Chris, our Chris, our Chris, our Chris is going to be showing us uh, how you're going to be using a drill, a modified drill, yeah. to uh, to get in spots that the sun don't shine. Hmm. Now get your mind that out of That sounds the pretty interesting. Yeah, get your mind out of the gutter, buddy. We're talking uh, about car parts, not your body parts. Oh, well, that sounds less interesting. <laughs> but anyways, uh, so, you know, listen... That's uh, it's gonna be it's gonna be cool. I can't wait to see that. Um, of course, we got today's topic, and uh, you know, I want to talk about something uh, that's kind of trending. It's been trending for a while in the detail industry, and I've taken a complete um, opposite approach to this. And I know there's some companies out there that swear by it, and so I don't want to say that my way is the right way. But this is just how I feel about it, and that is selling products or brands before selling your services right so a lot of these and it's uh and it's really um it really happens a lot in the ceramic coating industry right and i know the reason why and this is why i feel like people do it it's because they use the the marketing and brand power of that product to help push their service or legitimize their business but there's issues with that that's right i mean for instance Branding alone, I mean, yeah, you're easy in, right? Right. You're you're and and wherever you go, it's got to be easy in that's because it. that's what that's what got you to the dance. Well, that's what people are buying. They're not buying a coating, right? A they're not buying the. They're buying my service. Yeah, and, all and your, my brand. 
<laughs> your warranty says, you know, it's as easy as warranty, well, and you're the one that's responsible ultimately. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and, and the whole warranty thing's a whole a conversation for a um, for a different time. But there's a What's lot. What's up, Mister Levon? But um, and then Billy Smith dropped in there too. Um, okay, but you know, busy. listen, I just think that if you are pushing the the brands, and I'm glad Joel Lapom's here. I know that he agrees too. Yes. You know, sell your service. You know, uh, we we rep the brand banners in our shop, but that's just for my guys and my people. Right. You know, um, when I'm selling ceramic coatings, I'm not selling to my customers the brand coating that I'm using. I'm selling them that their car is going to be coated for X amount of time or whatever. This is what you can expect, and this is what we're going to do if something happens. But we're selling Easy Ends brand. We're not selling someone else's, and for a multitude of reasons. Okay, first of all, you don't list out like what tire shine you use, what interior dressing you use, and you know, in your right. you know, they, because that doesn't matter, right? You, you just know they just know that the tires are shine. Well, ceramics the same way. Sure. What happens if you've been using brand A for three or four years, and now all of a sudden you decide to change? Okay, mm-hmm. and you've been pushing the hell out of that brand. This is my brand. This is what I'm going with, and now it's time for me to change because something yeah. doesn't, something you know, something's a better fit elsewhere. Well, now you have put question in the minds of everybody that you use this, you know, this, uh, this, um, you know, coating A with. Right. Like, did he upgrade? Do I have a lesser then? Right. Absolutely. You know, yeah. um, what's the reason? And what is it going to do? Is it going to produce the same results? Are you still going to warrant my stuff? Right. Are you still going to, you know, what does this do? So, so there's. It, there's there's a lot of stuff that this affects when you push this brand versus pushing your service. Guys, you should be the number one service you should be pushing is what you do. It's your brand. It's not it's not that the the coding that you use. Now, if you want to mention it, you know there's nothing wrong with mentioning sure. it in a in a, in a post. Hey, you know, uh, coded it with uh, you know IGL coatings. That's right. Okay, no problem there. But I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't have, um, you know, someone else's logo and someone else's brand as my, you know, as my, um, as my go-to thing there. So we never let anyone uh, name their business IGL Coatings. Never. So see, you can see, and this is Joel Palm, the owner of IGL, right? Yeah, right. Okay. And and where this came from was when ceramic coatings kind of first came into the scene. You know, the coating companies spent a lot of marketing dollars getting it out there and. The guys were wanting, I think it validated the detailers, like, t- to be able to charge the prices that they need to charge because now they have this powerful brand behind them. Yep. Well, well, we've gotten past that, okay? We've gotten past that. You sell your service. You don't sell the product, um, you know, with with that. And now, obviously, if, you know, your maintenance kits and stuff like that, tell people what they're buying. But, you know, that that first and foremost, you should be selling your brand. Um, yeah, could you, know, you imagine having to just automatically go with a certain color of your logo to match the the coating and like you know you're yeah. kind of locked into that and, yeah like, you, you are and it kind of traps you into that thing and and you know I, and i'm not saying that there's not scenarios i don't want anybody to misunderstand me i think that there are scenarios like i said we have our you know we have the igl banners up in our um in our shop and and all and you know we rep them in that manner but we sure don't you know like that's not what we're pushing we're right. pushing our services we're pushing our um, you know maintenance packages and things like that. Another thing is, is a lot of these detailers are so concerned with the warranty, and that's why they're feeling the need to do that. But in reality, you know, first of all, you know, coating failure is so it's so like like doesn't happen much. Okay. Okay. A lot of people just kind of misjudge that as you know the coating's clogged, just needs to be cleaned. 
blah, blah, blah. Well, they're so concerned about this warranty, and they don't want to have to cover it, but in reality, you're the one that's got to cover it. You're right. the one that's got to put the labor in. you got to deal with the customer. You know, coding company may send you another bottle or something like that. I don't sure. know how it works. I've never filed never it. Never filed one. No. Right. Um, but I'm, sure, I'm, I'm assuming they send you a bottle of, of coding or something right. to fix the problem. Well, guess what? You're still having to deal with that customer. It's still your problem at the end that's of the day. Right. So, you know, I think that make sure that you're branding your stuff. You know, um, and, and, and this is with everything. You know, when you're when you're going around, like your hats, your shirts, all this stuff, you should be promoting your brand everywhere you go. And uh, just like you would Nike or Reebok or whatever it is sure. you wear, why can't that be your brand instead? That's true, man. So you're going to get a tattoo, right? Yes. Uh, branded t- that seems yes. like the thing to do. Uh, I've seen a couple cool ones out there. No, I've only seen cool. one. I've only seen one. Billy Smith, but you know. yeah. Well, he's got the ultimate cool. Oh, one. for sure, man. Uh, no, it's uh, it, it, listen. You know, I didn't want to get too deep into that. This is just one of those things that was just. I wanted to talk and kind of give you guys my opinion. Also, we write our own warranty. So if anybody's listening here that needs help with that, it's really not as hard as you would think. Basically, explain to them what the coding should do, and if it's not doing this, what they should do. Right. Okay. And uh, and then going ahead and booking them on the monthly or quarterly maintenances and make that a part of your warranty. As I require the, I require on an auto, I require a quarterly visit. Right. Okay. If you miss that, your warranty's uh, null and void. So that that way we eliminate that. So guys, push your brand, not a, you know, not the, not your coding, but push your brand. It's okay to tell people what coding you use. I I don't mind that at all, and I don't think that's a bad thing. But I don't think that that, that the first thing that you should be talking about is another company. For sure, yeah, because now they're going to go research that company, and that's right. I mean, yeah, totally right, man. All right, so short and sweet on the topic today. Let's bring on uh, Chris Griner. Let's see what he has to talk about. Yes, sir. What's up, my man? Hey. hey. Uh, so look, you just pulled off an epic uh, festival, um, Desert Storm Weekend, right? Yes. Uh, uh, congratulations on that. How do you feel like it turned out? Was it was it everything that you anticipated? Bigger, better, yeah. worse? What? I didn't. I didn't really have expectations because we haven't done anything like that before. But uh, okay. I definitely think it did. Uh, it did pretty well. So. Uh, so I'm I'm just curious. So and listen, this is going to sound kind of dumb, maybe, or I but I, I don't know what it is. So Desert Storm. Right. Weekend is is okay. So I know about like the, all the boats come and get on the lake, but is this something? Is Desert Storm something that you did? No, no. So Desert Storm's okay. a poker run. Okay, kind of like it. you see in Florida and Texas and all that. Yeah. Um, it's more of a West Coast based thing. Uh, okay. But it's just a poker run. They do it twice a year. Monster Storm is at the end of the year. Desert Storm's just a bigger version of it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, people travel from everywhere. We had Oklahoma people, Ohio people, Montana people. Wow. A lot of those boats you see are locals, but a lot of them are from out of town as well. So sure. I tell you, man, the boats were unbelievable. Yep. I was watching your uh, Facebook, or, or Nathan Warren, uh, he was up. I was watching some of his Facebook posts. I'm like, holy shit, we're missing out. I, know. <laughs> I, I would fit right into that ground. Yeah, 100%, yeah. man. You have to look into uh, the property at Lake Havasu. Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, man. So before we get in too deep into the uh, the festival or the poker run, um, you want to tell us a little bit about your brand, Detail Specialties? So we started Detail Specialties about nine years ago, but I've only been full-time seven years as of next week. Um, wow. Basically come from the car dealership world, so that's where I kind of gotten the the numbers, the number game from and the volume and all that fun stuff. Um, but Detail Specialties um, started off as a mobile company. It's more of a shop now. We don't really do any mobile, nothing like that. No car washing, none, none of that stuff. Yeah. Um, but... We do a lot of concierge service, more of the customer end service. We do with a lot of high end clients, uh, so it's it, 
it's more of a customer service business than it is a detail business at this time. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I noticed one thing that you guys do that's uh, that's unique. Uh, I know that we do it at our shop. Is you offer pickup and drop off service for the boats? Yes, yes, and it's gotten overwhelming. So now we have a full time guy that uh, one of my longest employees actually. He's the one doing all the pickup and deliveries. That's all he does all day. So, so that's what my dad does. Well, that's one of the things that my dad does for our company is he handles all the pickup and drop off of boats. And you know, I, you know, when we tell people like, "I oh, would just come by and grab it," you know, they're like, "What? <laughs> Are you serious?" Yeah. So yeah, man, we'll just bring it to the shop. We were we were mobile as well. We did. Uh, I had uh, two crews that went out and did fifty foot and larger vessels uh, that that weren't trailerable. And so when we decided to come off the road and just go strictly shop in-house um i said okay well we need to offer a service where we make sure that we can get these boats to us and and that that turned out to be wonderful um yeah. you know you just uh kind of kind of cya on the seat cushions and things like that make sure everything's in the boat and not gonna oh, blow yeah. out <laughs> i think anybody that's pulled a boat of or pulled multiple boats figured that out real fast <laughs> yep yeah um so, uh, you know, talking about this event, um, you, you know, so you actually had, is it too short, the rapper? Like, was that your party? Yeah. That was our party, yes. Okay, so, and where was that at, your shop? So that was at our shop. So last year we did a party, uh, which was our kind of our grand opening because we had just moved into that shop. Uh, so it was more of a open house, everybody can come, free-for-all type party. We oh. wanted to change it up a little bit this year. Uh, me and a, a, a partner of mine, Tommy, started a company called Sideshow Entertainment, which uh-huh. is what turned into that party. So we're doing more of the bringing the artists in type events. So, but yes, we did it at the shop, kind of co-branding. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Oh man, it looked great. That's it, awesome. It looked awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I couldn't. Um, you know, I, you could just see the crowd. Everybody was hyped. It looked like they did a, gr- a fantastic oh, yeah. job there on stage. And you know, I looked like I had a ton of fun. I want to know how the actual controversy. There was a bit of controversy surrounding the uh, too short performance, or, or or alleged too short performance. Right? There, there was a bit right. of um, speculation that Chris was was, I guess, telling a fib about having too so, short. What? So Havasu is a small town. As you know, you get small town talk. Uh, our town's only eight miles long, and there's 50-something thousand people here, so there ain't that many people here. Right. Uh, but, yeah, everybody thought it was a fake thing because this isn't stuff that happens at Havasu. And <laughs> no. uh, we just decided to do it. It was kind of one of those let's let's go hard or, or go home type deal. So I feel like we gave we it a thought, a- and it worked, and we got another one coming up on July 2nd for uh, 4th of July, and it should DJ be pretty Quint. fun. Yeah. Yes, sir. I can't wait for that one. I was just say, me and Ryan are going to have to make our way up that way. Uh, it sounds like a, a cool place to hang out for sure. Oh, I've been saying yeah. it for a, a minute Ask now. Nathan Warren if he likes coming down here. Oh, oh yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I spoke with him, I think it was the very next week, and he was just hanging out in Jamaica on the yeah. beach wanting to get his detail bookie set up. Nice. So jelly. Right? <laughs> but look, man, you've built this huge shop in Arizona. Um, it's taken you years to get to this level, but – did you start out with the mission of, you know, where you were going to go or how big this was going to end up, or did it just something kind of just naturally so, fall into place? To, to be honest with you, I really didn't plan on being a detailer or owning a detail shop. Uh, coming from the dealership world, I enjoyed being in the car dealers, uh, but I ran the detail end of it at the Nissan dealer for six years. So I started doing mobile car washing. Uh, I had a guy that I worked for at the time uh, that wasn't paying me which is kind of what got me started on doing my own thing. And then it just turned into, obviously we can make money doing this. Uh, ceramic coatings came out. That obviously changed a lot of, you know, Big the money time. aspect of it for sure. 
Uh, and, you know, eventually then it was something I wanted to do. Uh, and we ended up where we're at today. So we've had a lot of changes in the last few years with shops. You know, most of our shops have only been in the same location for a year to two years at a time. Wow. Uh, but this shop that we're in now is not, there, there's nothing else here that's bigger. So this is, sure. <laughs> this is you, it for what we're you're, at. You're the go to then. And huh. you pretty much, I know you've almost outgrown that shop too, right? Yeah. Yeah. The parking <laughs> lot's a constant mess over there. Yeah, so, you know, it seems like you're a pretty forward-thinking guy, and you mentioned ceramic coatings. Uh, you were probably pretty early in the game, I guess, uh, or in your area for sure. Uh, do you attribute a lot of your success or, or, or a lot of this to your commitment to coatings, and how do you feel like it's made an impact yeah. on, on our so, so you can make a lot of money doing volume, especially with car details and stuff like that, and that's kind of where we started. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be honest with you, when IGL came out with their ceramic, which was – probably eight or nine years ago uh, when they used to sell it to you in a Ziploc bag. Yeah, yep. <laughs> That's when I started uh-huh. using it. Everybody said we were crazy. You know, that's not going to work. It's like the Teflon stuff from back in the day. Uh, you know, all the all the stipulations from when, you, when it first came out. But as it got more and more noticed, we started doing more of it. And that's obviously what brings in the majority of our income at the shop um, because not every day as a detailer had a ticket for $3,500 on a detail when your average ticket was $200 five exactly. years ago. It really so, was, you know, and we came from the same, I mean, uh, timeline is, is, is almost identical. I was a couple years ahead, I think. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, it, like to, a $200 ticket and you'd done, you'd done the job, you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. like that was, that was a great day or a great right. job. And, and so when coatings came out and we started to see the prices increase, we started to actually charge professional prices and yep. learning, you know, I think we all went through the learning curve of how, what to claim that the coating would do, how it would hold yep. up, how it would perform. We all did a, a ton of warranty work that we probably didn't have to do if we would have just educated the customer on the front end. Um, you, you learn those things the hard way. But um, yep. but now, I mean, just, just like you, coatings in our shop, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's the, you know, it's the driving force. Um, we, yes. we do a ton of them here. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, I mean, that's what's made it possible. We did, we were high volume for a while before coatings and, and yes, you could make money, but you were really turning and burning and quality just took, you know, suffered from it. And you, yep. you would grind out the employees, you'd kill the tools, you know, it's just, everything was just like, like a, like a war zone in the shop. Well, now right. it's like, it's peace and quiet, you know, like now it's, um, it's nice. And I, I when I hire somebody, uh, you know, the first thing I tell them is, is we don't run around the shop like a chicken with their head cut off. Everything is methodical. Yeah. Everything is, you know, but before, we, we still do that. no, <laughs> oh, y'all still do that. Oh Lord. We, we still do that. Well, uh, I, I want to, listen, you know, I just have to, I need that peace and calm in my shop. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I say that I'm not out there enough to know what the hell they do. They probably run around like chicken for their head cut off too, but they handle it right. good, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you feel like, um, you're working on auto and RVs, uh, but it looks like Marine has definitely become yeah. your 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 main thing. How did you become yep. the go-to guy in Havs to for, for boat detailing? So, originally I started off doing only cars uh, and motorhomes because that's what I knew. I didn't know boats detailing-wise because we didn't do it at the car dealership. Um, I ended up working for a company that started doing boats, or they were, they were the big company here for years until they sold out. But uh, we didn't offer boats for the first year year and a half of business and when i did start offering it then we gave up on doing boats because you know i didn't have a process down to doing boats we weren't making money doing them um then we moved into the islander rv resort which was uh where we're not at now this is our previous location was basically boat based 
and that kind of what got her name there for doing boats because they have the nicest boats most expensive boats biggest boats all that fun stuff down there um and then of course offering a, a high level of service added to that is what got her name out in the boating community so and now that's what we do <laughs> well, and you mentioned process, and I'm glad you did. Uh, yep. Boat detailing is not easy, um, but once you figure it out, once you build that process yep. and, and and teach the guys and and know exactly what to do and how to do it, um, it's it's just like anything else, you know. And yep. actually, you know, I went through the same wave of like, you know, I'll, I'll never forget in the beginning, you know, we'd get these, you just get the junk boats anyway, you know, you'd get yeah. the one that's been sitting under the oak tree for 20 years and. You know, it's uh, it's oxidized and faded, and you're supposed to be working this miracle, and it makes you really question if you want to do this or not. And you know, and five hundred dollars was way too high for that guy to pay for that. You know, it always is um, for uh, a boat that just needs a good buff, a a good (laughs) coat of wax. Um, but you know, you, you grow out of that too. Um, you learn how to do it. You learn how to do it efficiently. You learn how to teach the guys. And then you stop taking those boats that are just, you know, going to cause you these huge nightmares. Uh, there's a lot, there's a lot of clean boats that just need, be, you know, cleaning. <laughs> then, then there are restoration jobs. I mean, we don't even, yeah. uh, we won't hardly even sand boats right now in this time of year. You know, if it needs sanding, we'll, we, uh, try to push it off to the let, you know, to the, to the right. off season. Yeah. It's a- Literally seen your, um, you know, all the sick boats that, that you have at your shop. Do you remember, like, your first high-end customer? Uh, high, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah? I, and I wouldn't say it was high-end, but, yes. Uh, you know, we started off with some of the older Eliminator DCB-style boats, which, we, you know, at the time we were like, oh, my God, look at this. You know, yeah. we're, we're cool. Let's post it on Facebook. Uh, now it's to the point where I don't even post 90% of what we do because <laughs> we we see it every day, so it doesn't, it doesn't excite us anymore, but. No, the first first cool boat we did was Desert Storm four years ago. It was a, a skater on a tilt trailer, which yeah. we still do to this day. Um, but that was uh, that was an interesting thing. We didn't do a very good job on it. We didn't get a good oh, no. a review on it because yeah. we really didn't know what the you know <laughs> expectations were on it. And I've never had to clean something and tilt it on a trailer. Uh, <laughs> but it was all lesson learned, and we're still doing it now. That's what we're known for. So. Yeah, and you know that's not like that. That's the same way with us. I mean, we would get on these big sport fishers that were pulled out, and and you know, there's so much, there's so much, and and you know, when you talk about detail, like, you know, you try to get everything perfect, but really there are areas like you've got to understand the customer's expectation. What are they yeah. looking for? Because you would kill right. yourself if you tried to, you know, detail a '85 Viking like truly you know what i mean like you know and it, yeah. there, there's areas in which you know what you can you know squeeze on by and then there's areas that you know okay this has got to be detailed to the 10 um yeah. and and so that's what you you know that's what he's you know the boat got detailed but you there's areas that it's got to be bright that's got to be perfect and uh yeah. and that and you nail those and you and you will know the job yeah, yeah you don't understand the customer that's that's the biggest problem with most detailers they don't understand the customer they just I, try to go all out with everything yeah, that's it. I mean, I was talking to uh, my, the guy that does all of our check-ins and stuff, and uh, we were going over something um, earlier, and, and he just recently got put into this position. He was doing all, a lot of our training and, and testing here at the shop, and I put him in our check-in and QC process, uh, like, uh, what's today, Friday, Monday? And so I was telling him, I said, listen, I want you to ask the question um, when people drop off. I said, I want you to ask this question. I said, if, if you could flip the switch. And one and, and and the thing that you hate worse be perfect in your boat or car or whatever, what would that be? So we're gonna do the whole truck, we're gonna do the whole boat, we're gonna do the whole thing. Right. But if there's one thing that you said, I want this part perfect, tell it to me. 
And then, you know, they'd be like, oh, I want the bills, or I want, uh, you know, whatever. Um, it just, my, in between my driver's seat and the console, it's always stuff in there, and it drives me crazy. You yep. nail that. Okay. They don't look and at anything got, else. Yeah, I mean, really, you know, yep. and, and so you've made that customer happy, and they see that you care. Right. Like, you know, and, and say, well, listen, we're going to kill it on the whole thing, but we want to know, like, really what you want. You know, if there's one thing that you, we could just take care of, like, what would that be? So, yeah. And, and you specialize in now polishing pontoons. I know that's something that we're always looking for. Oh, tell for me you don't. Alert. Are you serious? No, I was talking about you. Oh, yeah, me? Yeah, no, yeah, hell no, I don't. No. Bring all your pontoons. Have you ever Have you ever polished any pontoons? I haven't. I've thought about getting into it, and I just can't bring myself to it. Okay. All right, let me help you out. <laughs> I'm going to save you a lot of money and a lot of headache. Stay as far away from polishing pontoons as you can. Dude, I've polished Perfect. a million of them. And it's, uh, I mean, I own a pontoon. I own a uh, 27 Bennington. Um, and, and mine are polished, uh, but, uh, it's, a it's a nightmare. It is a nightmare. You know, I, I just had my pontoons wrapped gloss wrapped. black. So oh, they're not really? Yeah. yeah. My you whole boat's them. black top to bottom. So we wrapped so the my, pontoons in the pitching. Mine's, mine's black. Yeah. I have a yeah. black Bennington, uh, with the, uh, t- twin power poles, got 300 on it. Uh, it's, uh, I, I love my boat. But I'd love them pontoons. I mean, I'd love the black pontoons too. I, I'm finding uh, out yep. how much he listens to me because I absolutely told him. Did you know you wrap pontoons? <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. So I have a question. We noticed that you have apparel and merchandise. Uh, what what got you into that side of things? So that's more of my wife's side of things. Uh, she does it for the fun aspect of it. We really don't do it for the money. Um, we just started doing it last year during Desert Storm, just so we had some apparel to sell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we really don't push it. It's not a big thing for us. Uh, but it is cool because branding is everything. Yeah. Um, is. But my wife does all the. She does shot glasses. She does the koozies and the cups and all the shirts and all that fun stuff. But customers love buying it, so it's there. Yeah, they do. And, I, and I'm like you. It's not some like cash cow that just produces yeah. money for you. It's but it does right. help promote the brand. It, it gets it out there. Um, it gives you something cool. You know, customers happy. They want to grab a shirt or whatever. And and all I, I love it i mean we do the same we do you know very similar here uh at our shop um but we'll keep some hats for like a giveaway or something like that though and you know on a, on a big job but that's a great example right. of what makes you an industry influencer yeah both of you guys you know and it's having that ability to have your hand in multiple different you know uh, simultaneously uh, running businesses or, or different yeah, aspects just different, yeah different services different thoughts and and you know the thing is go, go ahead yeah, well, i'm just saying you're bringing in revenue from different ways but also you're contributing to the community yeah so like you guys do like you've got an easter thing that you'll do right where yeah. or you have the Spring and Sprung? Yeah, Spring and Sprung. Mm-hmm. Um, different events to, to draw people in, and it's not just about, you know, come shopping. We got special prices. We also got fun stuff to do with the kids, and it's a day, right. you know. Well, the way that well, the way that I kind of explain it to our staff and, and when we're planning these things is we sell every day, and there's times where you want to give back. There's times where you don't sell. I mean, and even then, like our, our um, Spring and Sprung, our retail store, we have a retail store, and it's open. We're, we're selling. But the whole idea is to give back to the community. Sure. Give them something to do. Let them come in, enjoy the facility. We got enough pro- pro- property here to do these things. Let's bring them in here. Let them have a good time. Of course, we will sell some stuff. But it just, it just, it's it's our way of giving back. Right. And then they have a lot of uh, events where you know, after hours, champagne, uh, and it brings all the uh, all the ladies to to the retail store, and yeah, they have a good time. They do, they do. So, uh, question: I guess you're going to have uh, the party went pretty good for you um, this yep. year. You going to do it again next year? 
Yeah, we uh, we'll do one every year for Desert Storm, but we plan on doing four or five of these, uh, basically on the bigger okay. weekends. That's when the out of towners come into town. So Labor Day, Memorial Day, Fourth of July, oh, stuff nice. like that. So. Yeah, and so uh, we're definitely going to have to ke- uh, get up there and catch one of these. Man. Yeah, there you like go. Yeah, and I, yeah. So, so you did the one, and I mean, absolute success. Went ahead and scheduled the next one with DJ Quick. Uh, yeah. That's coming up. So, are you going to be doing this? Clearly, you said you know five, six times a year. You got some, yeah, some ideas. Four, four to five times a year for sure. Um, it's obviously good for advertisement, uh, but it's just uh, it definitely takes the branding to a whole new level. Sure it does. It puts people in because your who shop. Else, who else is doing this? But it gets uh, people to your shop. Right, yeah, that and, and that's funny, you know. Like I, I swear, I feel like, uh, you know, me and you're kind of cut from the same cloth and cloth in this aspect because, you know, we uh, we we just did our second boat show, uh, you know, that we did it on our own and we hosted it and, and planned it and all that stuff. But you know, as a detail shop, like nobody else are doing these big things. Like no, like this is way yeah. out of the. Um, uh, the problem with the detailers is they're all working in their business. They're not working on their business. You got that right. So you got that right. They're trying to they're trying to polish mom's Toyota Camry to a perfection for three days versus yeah. trying to trying to build the next thing. That's exactly right. And Joel Lapom just said, uh, "Me and him is going to grab an Airbnb for the next one." So we'll, we will definitely be up there uh, hanging out with you guys. Y'all better be ready now. Uh, we we, we bring the party. No shit. Yeah, I feel, I feel like I just got passed aside. You did. You did. Yeah. It was Dustin Look, and I were going, and now he's yeah. like, yeah, so me and Joel no, are getting to the Airbnb. No, the funny thing about it. Joel is Joel, like, is quick to shun Ryan. Like, it's he just, it is the funniest thing. Like, he puts me like, on the pay no mind list, like, instantly. I love it. Oh, I love it. It's hilarious. Joel's like, me and Dustin will grab an Airbnb. Ryan, just figure it out. <laughs> oh, man. That's great. That's great. That's so, awesome, um. Look, so you got your hands full with uh, all the stuff coming up. Uh, you going to make it out to STC? I will not. I went last year. Um, okay. To be honest with you, it was random that we went. Uh, it was cool. But uh, definitely not going this year. Just got a lot of stuff going on. Um, we will be at SEMA, but it's only two hours away. Uh, but <laughs> STC, you, you, need, you almost need a vacation after you come back from the, the few uh, days you, from there. So I don't, really I don't have that much free time on my hands, unfortunately. But... It was a good time last year. Well, at the least speaking of speaking of vacation after SDC, you need a vacation after the IGL party. Last year, oh, like to kill me. So we had a <laughs> uh, uh, so so we planned this party with um, Joel last year. He he planned it, and we were going to go do our podcast there. And uh, and it was on a Friday night, right? Yep. Okay, so we set our podcast up, and you know it's this typical IGL party. There's 150 people there. Everybody's drinking. We'd been drinking. Yeah. Well, the shots came out, and it's this. Uh, what was it? Peanut butter whiskey? Something, <laughs> oh, something like God. that. Oh God! Yeah. Anyways, peanut butter so, whiskey. Yes, and so so we're at the, we're we're live. I mean, we're doing this podcast. We have different guests coming in, like all throughout the night. And every time somebody comes in, there comes a round of these shots. And then it was like then then intermediate, like okay, you're halfway through the interview. Here's a round of these shots. And what they didn't realize is they got to get up and they didn't have to keep doing it. Well, me and Ryan had to sit there and keep doing shots and shots and shots. And by the end of the podcast, like my eyes were crossed, I was like crawling out the out the building. Billy Boggess was the last guest, right? And that's like, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it got a little X-rated on the. <laughs> but so the you know, I mean, is, I had to, what's the that? Good thing is when you guys come and visit, our uh, our distillery here makes peanut butter whiskey in house. So Ooh, keep that in mind. Listen, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. I had to get up and uh, I had to teach a, a class at the SDC the next morning at eight o'clock. 
and <laughs> I don't even know how. I have zero clue how I pulled that off because I was it was bad. It was really bad. Oh, yeah. So much fun though. Yeah. yeah. Well, wait. you know, listen, Chris, uh, you're definitely an influencer in our industry. You're uh, you're you're well noticed. I think there's a lot of people that are following you and that look up to you, and you're. Um, the way that you're running it, I, I loved what you said best. You know, detailers are work, too busy working in their business and not own their business. And yeah. I've said, listen, if there's things, you know, everybody wants to be the best, you know, the best polisher. And I'm the only one that can do it because I'm the only one that does it right. And, and this is what I right, would say. Right. Listen, if you're the only one that can do something in your company, you, you will be the only one that does that in your company. So you're trapped. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want somebody to be able to do every job I have. So I can go do other jobs, you know, right. and uh, and you can't be scared of that. And I think detailers lose focus. I think they think they're trapped in that um, mindset of, uh, you know, I've got to be the greatest polisher. And in reality, you know, there's a yeah. there, there's a lot more out there. And sometimes I blame that on ceramic coatings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, that's the negative fallout uh, fall from it. So, yeah, uh, I, yeah, you know, I just I had my little part in here. I was. I've been trying to get Chris on the software for well over a year, yep. you yeah. know, and I mean, and it, it, it just wasn't right, man. But I'm so glad when I got with Patty and we, we were able to dial that thing in. I, I yep. knew you were going to love it, and I'm, I'm just happy that we're able to provide that service for you, man. Yeah, yeah. no, it's yeah. Uh, Detail Bookie has definitely helped us in so much organization part of it. You know, with being able to put the customer's info in, the inspection yeah. photos. You know, we used Google Calendar and QuickBooks for years, and it just yep. got to the point where it wasn't effective. It, yep. Yep, that's exactly where we were. I mean, we were pen and paper, then we were, you know, Google yep. Calendar and QuickBooks, and, and you know, it just, like, we couldn't, I, I, I saw the room for growth and potential, but there, there was no way I could do it with this, with the way that I was organizing and running the business. I felt like I was always explaining to customers why we hadn't done what we said we were going to do, and exactly. it's because it was almost, inman- like, unmanageable. Um, that yep. way, well, it wasn't almost it was, and so um, that's why the software exists. Anyways, we're not here to pitch yeah, software, no. even though uh, we, you know, we, we love to talk about it. That's not the point of the show, yep. but we really appreciate your business. Appreciate the the, the shout out there. Um, we're glad it's working for you. If you ever need anything, make sure you call Ryan, and uh, <laughs> he'll take care. No, I'm just kidding. You call either one of us uh, or anybody in the company. We're all happy to help and uh, make sure that you have what you need. Um, if people want to find you, uh, where would they uh, go find you at? Uh, well, don't add me on Facebook because I don't add detailers. Okay. <laughs> you're more than welcome to shoot me a message. I may not answer it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. it. You know what? I started deleting detailers in the last year off Facebook. Every time they pop up, they're gone. So Yeah. It's just uh, you're not we're advertising not to detailers. We're not selling to detailers. Yeah, Correct. we're not selling so, to detailers. I'm the same I got way. a handful of them on there that I talk to and respect, like Nathan Warren. Justin sure. out in Vegas, stuff like that. But yeah, uh, to find me, you're gonna have to come to Havasu. There you go. Now we talk. All right, we're coming to find you, uh, Ryan. I don't yeah. know where you're gonna stay. Uh, me and Joel apparently have a house. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Listen, uh, very good talking to you. Appreciate you taking time yeah. out of your busy day uh, to 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 cut it up with us. Um, always great talking to you, and we will see you next time. Thanks, brother. All right, guys. Take it easy, buddy. We'll see. You. What's up, Bob? Mike? Uh, Bob Myers, got to give him a shout out, man. He's dropped a few comments in there, and uh, we appreciate you watching, Bob. Yes, sir. Uh, and all the Billy Boggess comment out. What in the world? He knows his podcast. Did, did he hear us talking about us on the podcast? He must have. Yeah, he must have. Okay, so what else you got going on today, Ryan? Well, you know what time it is. What time is it? Right. Right. Oh, love it. Well, love. you remember we told you that we were going to be getting, uh, uh, we were going to reach a place that 
typically the sun don't shine. Yeah. But today's hack, we're actually cleaning out that tail. Oh. Pipe. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that's right. Wow. This, this video shows Chris using a modified... Uh, look at it. He's cutting up the, the toilet brush there. Toilet bowl cleaner. Oh, man. Puts it in a drill. Look, look at, at this. Uh, look at this. Chris knows how to clean a pipe. Look at that. <laughs> He's polished a pipe or two. <laughs> He's polished. <laughs> uh, <laughs> love you, Chris. Love you, buddy. <laughs> but man, that is awesome. And you so you're gonna get deep in there, and man, there's nothing worse than having a fresh detail and some. You know, some Look some, at that. Yeah, some I mean, pipes it, with soot all over them. You yeah, know? it it seems to have worked pretty good. I mean, you know, obviously. Uh, a, a lot of guys, I mean, they, they make special tools for that. Um, they do make um, cones, like McGuire's make a cone that will shape okay. up in there, and, and, and it's really good for polish because that's, that's pretty abrasive. I mean, that can definitely scratch. Sure, uh, but, I mean, if you find yourself out in the woods yeah, and listen. all you have is a toilet brush okay, and a drill, yeah, and it looked like we needed something to cut the brush. Sawzall. Sawzall, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Um, you can definitely. And what else? We need a tailpipe. Oh, we got to have a pipe. That's yeah, right. So if we're out in the woods and you find yourself with only a tailpipe, a toilet roll brush, a drill, <laughs> a drill, and a sawzall, cut the end of that brush off, stick that baby in the drill, and clean that pipe. You That's can do right. it. This That's hack right. is confirmed. It works. 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 Oh, I love it, man. You got to keep those coming. Yeah, you know, seriously, uh, you can do that, guys, but use the right tools. Uh, you're going to scratch something up with that. Uh, but it's funny. It's cool, and it may work on something. You know, you know, you got to get creative. But keep sending those hacks in. I think that came from a, uh, a customer or a, a viewer as well, so we'd love to see those coming in. Shoot us messages. Uh, that's going to wrap up this uh, episode of Play by Play. Next week, we're going to be on with uh, Megan Poirier from Auto Geek. Yes, sir. Dude, that's, be fun. that's a heavy hitter. She is. And She's the uh, CEO, right? Uh, CEO of uh, of Auto Geek, wow. and that's a major company, major position. Major Actually, company. it's a COO. Oh, okay, COO. COO. I'm sorry. Chief okay. Operator. Yeah, yeah, I got That's it. like my position here, right? Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so anyway, yeah, I, th I thought when I saw that, that was wrong. Um, anyway, so it's going to be a great show. Um, uh, you know, I can't wait to talk to her, talk to about uh, her, what's going on at Auto Geek, and then you know, obviously, she's a heavily influencer in yeah. our industry. So, and they stay um, at the forefront of of what's new and what's no, hot. They do. I mean, they so. do. I hear they got a big announcement coming up in uh, what is it next week? Yeah, into next week, next something week. big, so something big. So, um. Anyways, guys, that's going to wrap up today's episode. We appreciate everybody coming to see us, and we will see y'all next week. Peace. Peace.